I'm Alex Mag, part of the Call to Action crew, and you're with me today to watch one of the biggest matches in Schmobase history. Holy flippity flop. It's going to happen right freaking now. Drew, what's happening? What's I happening? Hi. 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 What is happening? I don't know. I'm like so terrified. That's what's going to happen. Is the world imploding? Maybe. Maybe, I mean, it's a, it, this is not the same Schmodown time, not the same Schmo, sorry, Schmobates. It is, it is Schmodown time. This is not the same Schmobates place. Yeah, it's a lot of weird things are happening. That's for sure. You know, here with Call to Action and, you know, here in Schmobates, it's going to be uh, changing some things around as well. That's for sure. Now, mm -hmm. video Drew. You're like one of the most famous people in, in Schmobase. You know, I know. You're my favorite. You're a competitor. You've judged with me. You know, we have some competitors here today that have have kind of an interesting history when it comes to Schmobates. Are you, like, what are you kind of thinking about these competitors going in today? Um, well, I think they're very, very, very good people. Like, I like very them very people. much. And um, one of them gets to decide how often I play in Schmodown. So they're like, obviously the best person. And the other <laughs> one, the other one's a, a super, super nice person as well. Who's one of the first, I think, I think probably one of my, the first uh, women I, I talked to uh, in the, in the league, like face to face, actually have a conversation with mm -hmm. um, about, about, and I think our conversation was literally, what's it like to be a woman on the Schmodown, which is always a fun topic of conversation. And uh, you know, how like I think our first conversation was um was literally how weird is it that nobody is calling us names online? That's, That's a fun. good thing though, <laughs> right? I do. Yeah, no, it's just weird. It's just yeah. weird. Now, if you can't tell, if you're watching this, if you can't tell who we're describing right now, we're talking about the glorious, the amazing, the all-around badass lady of the den, Miss Rachel Silvestrini. What's up, girl? Hey guys, how you doing? Hi. Well, how are you? So this was a little thrown together at the last minute. What? This is going to be real, real interesting. <laughs> oh, this is oh a, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I'm literally watching you right now in Schmodown. In my match? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a little match that people aren't really watching all too much, right? You know, I mean, to be fair, I'm the most aired person on SEN right now. So. Yeah, right? And uh, also, low-key, one of the most, like I said, one of the most badass people on uh, SEN right now. Uh, movie Screen Nose says, I stopped Ozark too. Uh, that's great. I stopped live twitching, live twitching, uh, my my live stream of the stand to go do this. So we all we all made sacrifices here. Priorities. So honored, Priorities. Okay. Well, like I said earlier, we also have another amazing competitor and one of the founders of Shimoda. If you can't tell who I'm talking about, based on that based on that description alone, you need to get your shit together because it is Darth Harloff himself. Holy crap. He's here. It's happening. Language, language. No, I'm kidding. This is not my show. I can't say that. Hey, everybody. Curse away. Oh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, uh, Christian, you've been calling out Rachel quite a few times on Sen oh. over the past several months. You know, no big deal. You guys are both known for, you know, be not so much argumentative, but very vocal with your stances when it comes to some of these arguments. Are you guys excited to finally lay this out and put the money where the mouth is? Absolutely. I want to see what uh, what the, the switchblade can do. <laughs> is that official now? Did he no. just did he just make that canon? On this show, sure. <laughs> Don't put money where the mouth is. That's like really dirty. Just or the shiny star. <laughs> yeah, so 
Well, what is, what does the action uh, action guys call you? Um... Shining shoot up. <laughs> oh, shining shoot up. Is that it? I will say that if Vinny gets to be the ice pick, I don't understand why there can't be a switchblade. Like unless right because those, those have not violent. It just seems a little. I think just I think she deserves more than the switchblade. It just sounds lame. <laughs> it, does oh, wow. like, it does sound like something that would be used by uh, one of the greasers and yes. Grease too. Yes. Yeah. Or an ice pick is used by like Steve Buscemi in Fargo. Yeah. Or yeah. also, yeah. um, uh, what's her face from Basic Instinct? Oh That's yeah, I think that yeah. Or if the guy in Don't F with Cats who was, was oh yeah, that was horrible. Anyway, I'm really doing the doing a great job honoring this <laughs> hey, for sure. Okay, well, I just want to if you guys are new to Schmobates, if you've never if you've never heard of Schmobates before, if you've never seen us, you know, kind of go about it, thank you so much for coming in today. We have some amazing arguments and everything that's gonna be going down here in just a little bit. So let me just remind you of the format. So we have three huge questions. We're gonna have both Rachel and Christian debate today. We're gonna be starting with opening statement at one minute apiece, as well as four minutes of open remarks and one minute of closing statements of peace where we we do ask them to address any final questions we want them to answer to really kind of solidify our votes now again drew and i are not going to be the ones determining who's the winner even In though we're going to determine the winner but <laughs> you guys that are watching this the 50 something that are viewing this you guys are going to be the ones determining who's going to walk away a victor and what all the bragging rights so um if you doing that you can actually go on to twitter and make your opinions known and vote on who you think now again that being said i don't want you to vote for harloff just because well he's like the reason i'm in this community he's my favorite person of all time i just love said you can't vote for harloff just because he's a pretty cool guy and same for rachel you know even though she's like the sexiest person on the planet you can't say you can't vote for her just because she's the sexiest person on the planet no you have to vote for them for their arguments alone. They won't so, even know if you did vote for them. So, yes. Oh, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll come down. And mm. Exactly. All right. Now, before uh, we start with our first argument, um, does anyone have any questions before I get started? They're a hospital. I'm sorry? They're a hospital right for Silver Stream. <laughs> <laughs> there are many hospitals, but. It's true. <laughs> there are many <laughs> hospitals. I don't know if we can guarantee a bed, though, considering with everything going on. Okay. All right. Now, we did discuss earlier that Rachel is going to be starting with our first question to give her opening and closing statements first. And then Christian's going to be doing it for the second question. And then we'll be flipping with the Action Army coin. Check them out on Patreon. They're amazing in every way. They got but coins? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're metal coins. If you're a general in the Action Army, uh, part of the Army Patreon, Action Industries, patreon.com slash Action Industries. Check them out right now, right now. Uh, you actually get this wonderful golden coin or silver coin, depending on what they have. It's so shiny. It is I very shiny. So bad. Yeah, mice and fairies try to snatch it up all the time. Okay, now, again, you guys got one minute on the clock. And Drew, will you do the honors of reading our first question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, from where? Uh, yeah. <laughs> question number one. Why is Prince of Persia? No. Um, <laughs> who, who is the best commentator uh, Commentator in the Schmodown? So that is, who is the best commentator in the Schmodown? Mm -hmm. That's question number one, and you can't pick me. 
Sadly, very sadly. All right, we're going to be starting with you, Rachel. You got one minute on the clock to make your arguments starting right now. All right, so I'm not going to placate. I'm not going to say Harlaf while I do love you at the desk. Um, I have to go with the other founder of the Schmodown, and that is Mark Baby Carrots Alice. Uh, he knows the rules back and forth. Uh, he knows how to joke with the contestants. He knows when to throw that dad voice down. He knows how to keep everything in line and going the proper direction. Um, on top of that, and the most important thing that I think uh, ranks in what a commentator does, is he pulls the crowd in. Uh, he makes it so that everybody from... He, he makes it... Uh, everyone knows exactly what's going on, keeps it fresh, keeps it fun, and keeps it uh, entertaining. And I yield. All right, yield the remaining 15 seconds. You got it. All right, Mark Ellis, solid pick. And over to you, Christian. Who did you pick for best commentator in Schmodown? First of all, just some of just a couple opinion on a little bit of those arguments. But going into it, uh, I would actually I'm going to pick Brad the Boat Gilmore, bringing bad Brad oh. Gilmore for the best commentator. Um, Sky, so I, I can start. Mm-hmm. You got okay. yeah. So I think Rachel's choice is is the obvious one, and it's a good one for sure. Mark Mark is really good, but I think that everything that she des- described of what Mark does, Brad can do as well. You just haven't seen Brad as much because he's doing a show on the rundown. He does other things, but he is also a very accomplished sports commentator, a wrestling commentator. He knows all the rules. He knows everything just like Mark does, and I'll make a more thorough argument of exactly why he is probably the best that we have. Okay, yielding the rest of your time? Yes. Also, 15 seconds. All right, perfect. Okay, so we have Mark Ellis, co-founder of Schmodown, but also Brad Gilmore, one of the most well-known personalities in Schmodown that's not a competitor. So we have two very solid picks. All right. Okay, Drew, do you have any thoughts of who you think uh, going into that? That's a literal Sophie's Choice. That's literally Sophie's Choice. Uh, because, um, because Mark Ellis was, uh, somebody I met long before Schmodown. Um, we did a Comic-Con panel together. And when I started working at Collider, he actually like came up and said hi my first day and he gave me a hug and he smells really good. On the other hand, Brad Gilmer was called me attractive on the, like on the rundown. So like, it's really, that's, that's impossible. That's, I can't pick between those You know what? Smelling good is always a plus. Absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to go into our we're going to go into our opening remarks. During this time, Rachel, Christian, feel free to interrupt each other. Please poke holes in each other's arguments, and you know, don't be surprised if Drew or I have like a little question we want answered at some point that we want to see you guys go about. All right, okay, you guys got four minutes to make your arguments starting right now. Ladies All first. Right. All right, so uh, so I think that while Brad Gilmore is a solid choice, he is one of the best uh, hosts for any of the after shows that we have. He is amazing, but it's who is the best commentator in Schmodown, and currently that's Mark Ellis. Yes, Brad could become better, but I think that right now Ellis is the go-to for everything. He is on almost every table for every match uh, for a reason, not just because he's available and ama- and it's because he's amazing <laughs> at it. Um, well, yeah, well, one of those things, though, Rachel, for when she said, you know, who's the best commentator in SD? Question isn't who, who is the best commentator just on the desk. It's overall in general. And like you said, Mark Ellis, he knows a lot. He knows the rules. Well, that's Brad Gilmore's job every single time when he's commentating the Schmodown Rundown. He's got to go through that. He's got to know the rules. He's got to know the same way through wrestling and help 
provide the storylines. He's got to sell the fights. He's got to do all that. Now, the one thing Mark Ellis doesn't know that that Brad does know are, are the, all the storylines. You need to know all the storylines. You need to know everything. You need to know the back history. Mark just asked me in February who was on Who's the Boss. So uh, you're never going to hear Brad Gilmore say that because Brad Gilmore can tell you who they lost to in the Schmodown Spectacular. He can tell you who they are playing against. He knows back and forth the history of it because that's his job to do it. He can fill in at any other spot. And he, he elevates people when he's there. So overall, full package commentator, um, it's Brad Gilmore. Is it Tony Danza on Who's the Boss? Yes. Um, okay. But I, I honestly think that I, while those are very valid points, like people don't watch matches because they see it. Like nobody gets really excited when they see Brad Gilmore at the table. They get excited when they see Mark Ellis. And so my version of the commentator is the person who is at the matches calling the matches. And that's also important to me for the fact that Mark Ellis has the ability to weigh in on judgments and make judgment calls during challenges. Sure. While Brad Gilmore yeah, sure, kind of does. Rachel, you just said, you just said as far as he's, he's more, you're just saying he's more popular. Of course he's more popular. He's, he's, he's the co-person of the show. We're talking about the best commentator in general who can break down, who can analyze, who can say, who knows exactly what they're talking about when it comes down to everything within the history of the game. So rules. Yeah. Mark knows the rules, but I mean, almost sometimes better than I do, but so does Brad Gilmore. Brad Gilmore has to know it because he has to talk about every single match week in and week out. He has called matches. He called whenever he's in town, he calls matches. He does very well. He's able to interview and get to, and commentating is not just calling the actual desk. It's, it's everything in general and be able to elevate people around you. Look what he's done. Frank, Frankie numbers was just a guy. Who's a fan, and he has elevated his game next to him so much more so. And you ask Frank how much better he's gotten because the commentator he's sitting next to week in week out is Brad Gilmore. Yeah, but we also have uh, hmm. Mark also has the ability to chime in as with with firsthand experience. Brad doesn't. So if there's any comment about like being stressed under the lights or having any like stress get to you, Mark Ellis knows what that's like, and Brad just has an idea about it. Oh, I so disagree. He's gonna... Brad Gilmore. Brad Gilmore is a professional commentator on reality of wrestling with Booker T. Each and we chat. It's another reason why he's so good at what he does because he knows how to call those storylines. Look at the match when he called with myself and Mark Ellis. He was the one calling the color. He was the one to say, "Look at Booker T." There's what he knows. He knew, knew he knew where Booker T was. He knew how to call the spots the same way inside of wrestling and he knew when the game was turning on the tide for when it was starting to go against the guy he knew how to hit and he knew his moments you see what he does in that match alone and it shows exactly why he's going to be the best commentator that eventually replaces me eventually but not right now so yes he's yes he's great but also the fact is is that he hasn't gone to that like yeah he's had a few great matches but ellis has consistently provided amazing commentary throughout the entirety of the Schmodown. He has that history behind him. And yes, he's well-liked and beloved because of how great he has been and continues to be. And time. That concludes our opening remarks. Holy shnikes. Okay, so <laughs> there was that, that was a lot going on there. That was for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't I did not know Brad Gilmore was a was a commentator. I thought yeah. he just did the rundown, so that's pretty cool. He's That's really a good cool. commentator. You should watch that Houston match. Oh, pretty, oh he, he's a pretty big in demand fella. That's for sure. He's pretty cool. He was actually uh, he a host hosted the other day with the movie guys, which was pretty fun. I, yeah. I saw that episode. He's got a Back to the Future book coming out. Yeah, I plugged Brad Gilmore's book. That's right. I forget the title, but it's coming out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, something 
like you said, um, Mark Ellis and Brad Gilmore, they have a lot of the same qualities. Uh, now, there you did kind of mention specifically, uh, Rachel, that that Brad has never been a competitor, so he doesn't really understand how intense, how it really feels to be as a competitor under the lights. But also, Christian kind of really bounced back pretty quickly, being like he he hasn't been a firsthand competitor. Hey, Brad. Um, but at the same time, he is, you know, he's actively involved, you know, in the world of wrestling as a commentator. So he is no stranger to being in the lights, just a different set of lights for sure. And arguably a bigger set of lights, you know, being in the world of wrestling. So um, there's something, some things I do kind of want to see you guys address a little bit is how Mark and Brad specifically can possibly take it to the next level. Like what they're already amazing, like right now, like, I can't picture, like, better com- uh, commentators right now. Like, what would they have to do as commentators to take it to the next level, honestly? anything uh, they would have to say in order to guarantee yeah. your vote? Yeah, I mean, who wants it more, I guess, is the question. Like, I, I know Mark, like, founded this game, and he really likes it. Um, I know Brad does the rundown. But who, who, actually, who actually wants to be there more? I, I want to hear the argument for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who wants it? Who's uh, greedy for those votes? Yeah. Are we starting? Okay, well, we're going to actually move start over for our closing statement. We're going to be starting with Rachel for your your closing statement. You have one minute to um, make your closing remarks and also address any questions that we had starting right now. Okay, so while, yes, Brad is amazing, um, Mark is also in my opinion, the best. Um, He knows how to deal with different personality types. He knows exactly what it's like to be under those lights. Yes, Brad is under the lights, but being a commentator is completely different from being a competitor. So he knows what that stress specifically is like. So he's able to connect with uh, the uh, the competitors as well as the people watching and let them know what's going on in their heads. he also, nobody is going to have a love for this more than the two people that created this. So I honestly don't think that there's going to be anybody to put as much love into it as Mark Ellis is going to. Uh, Brad, yes, obviously loves the, sh- the Schmodown, but... 15 seconds. You can only love it so much without like being able to take ownership of it. And Mark takes ownership of everything that goes down in the Schmodown. Um, in order to elevate it, he would have to, I guess... Study a little bit more about the storylines, yes. But then again, we all kind of blank on things. And time. That does conclude our closing statement for Rachel. And over to you, Christian. Well, we're going to start with what they can improve on. The first thing I'd give Mark and what he can improve on, and he knows it, is that he still can't figure out when to say it's time for the movie trivia schmodown or let's get ready to schmodown. Brad Gilmore (laughs) knows how to do that in his sleep because that's what Brad Gilmore does as far as Brad Gilmore is a boxing fan. Brad Gilmore is a wrestling fan. Brad Gilmore understands the overall uh, narrative of what the schmodown is overall. Mark understands it because he was with me in the beginning to create it. He's very good. You're saying what you said as far as dealing with personalities and all that. Mark's one of the Mark is a crucial part of the schmodown as far as an actual commentator brad gilmore knows how to call the action and deal with personalities he deals with wrestling personalities all the time he can do it again in his sleep so what brad gilmore can do more is like i said once he moves a little bit more starts calling more matches he's going to be the guy that eventually replaces he is the guy that knows how to commentate matches he knows he can love the game this guy talks about this thing every single week with brad gilmore he talks about it on espn with brooke booker t he knows the game he understands the game and he's constantly helping me evolve the game just from hearing him talk talk about it and time that concludes christian's closing statement 
I'm sorry, real quick. Did we just hear that? Is this is this a spoiler? Is Brad Gilmore moving to Los Angeles? No, he's not. I'm just saying oh. <laughs> that's, that's how giddy he is. He's that, he's that good that eventually when he does and I'm able to fly him out all the time, I'll have him replace me on the desk. Holy mikeys. Wow. Okay, well, that, that is sort of a spoiler. Uh, okay. Good to know. Okay, now, again, yeah. I just want to reiterate, both Drew and I, as much as we want to determine who's going to win this argument, it's actually going to be you, the viewers, that are going to determine who's going to be winning this argument here. So in order to do so, you need to check us out on Twitter right now where we have everything ready to go. You just go ahead and press who you think won. Is it Brad or is it Mark Ellis better as a, the best commentator in Shmodan? So make your opinions known right there. Um, also posted in the chat as well, um, where you, you can just like go ahead and have a link it there. So I just retweeted it. I retweeted it also. So, oh, perfect. Okay. Now, now something I kind of did notice a little bit is that, uh, just with that being said, is that I feel like, um, something that Rachel brought to our attention in the closing statements in particular that Brad didn't have is that, you know, obviously with, you know, being a prior competitor, you know, he does have that kind of direct interaction, but also I know you mentioned that um, uh, Mark is like coming out, helping coming up with nicknames and things like that. So that's kind of cool. But I do know that obviously, I mean, Brad's not exactly wanted to do that all that much <laughs> or you. Yeah. No, I said, prove, I said, prove that to me about the nickname. Well, <laughs> I was like, someone told me that he's coming up with more nicknames and he's coming up with a handful of nicknames for some of the competitors and stuff. False. <laughs> no, That's I mean, false. I, I think, I think in joking, like between, between oh. tapings, I think he's like, yeah, do this. I mean, but I'm like, just going to bring this up as, oh, yeah. as a sort of side point, but it's, it's proximity no longer like a, it goes into any decisions about, about who gets to be on the desk or who's the best at whatever. Cause uh, if so, I can just, I can just go back to New York. I mean, I won't. I won't be going back to New York, but I, I could. I just thought I had to be here. No big deal. Now, yeah. Um, oh, Sean has mentioned specifically he came up with The Saint. Specifically. Oh, he did? Oh, oh yeah. He did. That was a good one. Uh-huh. He, didn't yeah. remember, he didn't remember who did it. Because <laughs> I asked him, I said, Saint, I like that one. Who came up with that? Hey, Nerd Chronic. Perfect. Okay. Now, um, as I, the polls are going to be open until the end of this. Um, again, you can actually vote for who wins this argument up until the end of, until we actually get a complete uh, the recording. We have five, up until five minutes after we stop the arguments to determine it. And that's where I go check the votes and we'll kind of make the announcement at that time. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and jump to the second question. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Bow. All right, Drew, please do the honors. Oh, right, let's see if I can do it well this time. Like, read it coherently. Uh, how do you spell cat, Christian? Uh, <laughs> number two is, which competitor is most likely to be their faction's MVP? That's the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. Well, or Paul Preston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I got the minute now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we're going to be starting with you, Christian, and you can start right now. Uh, this is a how do you spell cat uh, question for me, and I was able to pick it first, so this is a no-brainer. It's Dan Merle for the Finstock Exchange. There's, and even again, not we're going to reveal who Rachel's uh, pick is. Uh, it doesn't matter who your pick is. Unfortunately, you just can't beat what Dan Merle has already done, and we're in 
March. So uh, he is the greatest player of all time. Uh, he is going to be doing more things. He has not given up his flair and fire. He Every year he's nominated for something, whether or not it's best match of the year, player of the year. His accomplishments just continue to double and triple every single year. He does new things, new exciting things. There's just no way to touch what Dan Merle is going to do. He's the number one draft pick any single time. Uh, okay. Yield the rest of your time. Okay. All right. Over to you, Rachel. Who did you pick? That's uh, most likely be their factions MVP. I chose Starting Chance right Allison. Uh, I oh. chose Chance Allison from Corruption. I know, big shocker. Oh. Um, okay. But uh, in my opinion, the most valuable per- player for the faction is the person who is going to win the most points for that faction. And Chance Ellison is going to be playing in three divisions this season. He doesn't have a belt, so he doesn't have to be hindered by not playing until there is a belt match like Merle is. Yes, Merle is one of the goats. He's an amazing player, but also he's going to have, what, once we get back to playing, like four matches left? Um, Chance has one of the highest accuracy rates in the league, if not the highest. And I think that with him playing in all three divisions and probably in all three uh, tournaments, he's going to be able to bank the most points and be a huge, huge reason why corruption might do pretty well this year. Yeah, the rest of your time? Okay, perfect. Oh, okay. So two Whoa. huge picks. I'm not expected. Not expected. Yeah. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I expected Merle, but I did not expect mm-hmm. Allison, and so I'm really, really psyched because we have two very different approaches going into these arguments. Okay. All right. Deep breath, guys. You guys ready to argue? Do it. I want to see some blood. I want to see some nails out. Let's bring it. (laughs) Argue to the death. Four minutes starting right now. If you're an underrated player, Rachel, I I agree with you. I think Chance is a very underrated player, and he's very good. His accuracy accuracy rate is amazing. You're talking about not getting a lot of matches. The unfortunate part with Chance Ellison is he's had to play a lot of beasts, pun intended, in his career. He's only around two and three or three and four, whatever his record is. He loses one more. He's not getting any more singles matches for the rest, and he's been playing just in team. Same thing with Intergeekdom. He's only 0-1 in Intergeekdom. Talk about three divisions. Dan Merle's going to be in three divisions very, very soon. And who does he study with? The former Intergeekdom champion, Marika. He is hungry. Have you seen the difference between what Dan Merle did when he lost to Andrew Guy and then came back? And he looked, he, he has studied, he continues to study. He's going to be a dangerous, pun intended, uh, competitor to deal with in inner geekdom. He's already the team's champion, so he will be playing at least three or four times if he defends all the way through. He'll be playing another three or four times if he defends all the way through inside of singles. If he does that, to your argument of the fact that he can't play all the time because if he defends the belts and title matches, he's going to win so many points in both teams, singles, and inner geekdom that the Finstock Exchange already has a lot of these other MVPs. He's the shining star next to Ben Bateman, Roca, and uh, and Riley, and those guys. And he still outshines them because he's that damn good. He's the MVP of the entire league, not just the Finstock Exchange. I thought I was the shining star. Um, but did you just wait. say that Dan Merle is going to be playing in singles division? Because he has the belt, so he has to wait until that division is done playing to find a, to find oh. a belt match. So he does have to wait through the singles division uh, tournament and the team's division tournament um, until we end up He doesn't have to wait for the match. tournament. He doesn't have to wait for the team's tournament. He's got a couple of different competitors inside there. But what I said, though, no, he doesn't have to wait. If he defends if each season, the singles and teams, uh, if you defend all the way through, you'll play about four times throughout. That's four different times, and you times that by three points inside of, of the win of a title match, plus the fact that Dan Murrow has a very high KO rate. Uh, 
uh, excuse me, rate, ratio. He KO'd uh, Bibiani, TKO'd Bibiani. That would have been four more points. All his points last year that he would have had, he would have equaled or topped out what Smets did in Smets's run, and Smets played in one division. So I think that you're going to have you're going to have Dan Merle, who's going to have teams defenses. He's going to have singles defenses. And he's going to have possibly three to four to five intergeekdom matches. You can't catch it. Chance loses once or twice. He's done. Well, knowing that now, uh, I probably would have picked differently. But as <laughs> of right now, like uh, uh, for belt matches, they do have to wait until the tournaments are over. Like unless they are, unless you are confirming that he is entering into both the singles tournament and the team no, tournament no, no. to defend no, the belts. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you play three or four times if you continue to defend. Dan Merle has shown he's one of the few champions that has defended. So, for example, right now he's waiting out the winner of who's going to win between Ethan Irwin and John Roca. That's the next defense. If he beats that person, then he sits out and waits for either Kalinowski or Guy or Paul Preston or Liz Shannon Miller. He waits for these people. That's a second defense. Then he waits for – he gets one more title defense before then, and then he waits for Spectacular. So that's four more matches inside of singles, just singles. Same route. That happens inside of teams. That's 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 over 30, 40 points already that yep. he's had. But we're talking about this play once we start playing again. Like he, you're, you keep saying, and then he has to wait, and then he has to wait, and then he has to wait. Everybody has to he's wait. Be, right. But he's waiting much longer than everybody else so that the other teams and other singles players can get to that point where they're going to challenge him for the belt. You're, you're arguing he's... the whole league. You're not arguing chance. If chance loses, if chance loses once in singles, he's going to be waiting a lot longer than Dan will be. before. Which, which plays... is something that I wasn't privy to knowledge. Um, I do think that he, regardless whether he, if he loses another match in singles or teams, I think that he will still be able to come out of it and win and keep going forward. Like the kid has tenacity as no. much as we argue. Does. He's going to be amazing this and season. And now, the player of the year. Opening remarks. Wow! Whoa! You guys want to show like some or something? I feel. I, I, I kind of want to show tequila. Oh God! Yeah, I don't have don't. tequila, but I got my super coffee. I had yeah, a bite I'm of edible before this. <laughs> I, I do want to actually uh, hear you know maybe in the closing arguments a little bit. Um, not just like who can get the most points, but the question is their factions MVP, not the MVP of the whole show. Don't hit that point yet. Don't hit that point. Yet. I was going to make it. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I want somebody to make it, and I don't know if somebody's going to make that point. I'm saving so. it. I'm saving it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, just going to be just touching on that, and I know do really hope that both of you guys are going to be addressing it. Is that you know talking about the factions? Uh, talking about the faction MVP. So um, I do want you guys to talk about the competition uh, these competitors would have, you know, within their own faction. Merle, obviously, he's he's on a team of stars with Roca, you know, with Bateman, and you know all these awesome with uh, the Barbarian. They're all really fantastic competitors. Um, Another guy. What's the guarantee? There you go. I mean, there's all these, all these really amazing competitors. What is the guarantee that Merle is going to be the MVP over these other competitors that are also uh, champions as well? And same for Ellis. Um, sorry, uh, Ellison. Say, what is the likeliness of them going to be the MVP on their faction? You know, with uh, you know, with um, with corruption going on right now with Kalinowski on board and Shannon and everything. So I'm really kind of curious if you can kind of compare and contrast, guarantee why this person would be compared to all the other people within the individual factions. And, and I'll just and I'll just add on right there. I, I've seen Chance Ellison. I've seen him sleep. He sleeps in that glasses and that hat. Like that man is that man is committed. So like he, he, he is not local to uh to to Los Angeles uh but he's he's a committed fellow so Rachel I wouldn't give up uh on your oh, argument just yet I'm not 
Okay. Now um, we're going to go ahead and jump to our closing statements. And again, we're going to be having Christian make his closing statement first. And please address any of the questions that we mentioned just now. Okay. You got one minute starting right now. All right. So once again, like we said before, this is who's going to be the faction's MVP. Yes, you mentioned Chance's accuracy, and it's an amazing accuracy. However, just accuracy doesn't win you matches, and it certainly doesn't win you MVPs. He's never been nominated for an MVP. Uh, Merle has. And Mike Kalinowski is Mikey Three Belts. He's been talked about Mikey Three Belts. He plays in three different divisions. He's the guy that's playing Andrew Guy in a main event pretty soon and is, in, is always looked upon in the main event status. He's the guy with the opportunities to become the MVP. Chance has to go through so much in order to become that MVP of their faction. He just doesn't have enough right now to get into that contention in order to do it. Next year, year after, maybe. Right now, he's always going to be following in Mike, Mike Kalinowski's footsteps for the time being. As far as everything else goes, and as far as corruption goes, he is known. He is known for being the guy who can hit that perfect first round. Yeah, he's playing in the inner geekdom. He's 0-1. He hasn't proven that he can be any good in the inner geekdom yet. His accuracy is good in teams division. It's not proven in inner geekdom yet, and it's certainly not as good. His accuracy didn't do him very well because he has a losing record in singles. Dan Merle has been nominated many times as one MVP. And that wraps up your closing statement in favor of Merle. Okay. Rachel, let's Ready. hear your chance starting right now. Okay, so let's talk about everybody in the Finstock Exchange. We have the first four people that they that they drafted were Ben Bateman, Mark Riley, Dan Merle, and John Roca. Like in order to be the best of all of those, he's going to have to retain all of the belts that he has right now and not lose that singles belt to John or Mark or Ben, which he very well could because all four of the com- those competitors are phenomenal. Like the spin of the wheel is honestly what decides whether or not they're going to win or not. With Chance, the strongest player other than him is Mike. And Mike turned down an IG number one contender match. So like, why... But I consider him to be seen on just in singles, but if that's what he's going to focus on, like that's what Chance has always been focusing on. He is now diving deep into inner geekdom. So he's going to have that fresh knowledge that Mike is going to have and his accuracy rate in his gameplay is going to propel him to be the best player in corruption. For your closing statement. Oh my gosh. This is a hard one. This is is honestly hard. (laughs) Because on the one hand, I think we saw in the last match that you know the chance chance versus Mike in that first round. I mean, you kind of want to give it to Chance. On the other hand, Dan Merle versus Ben Bateman. Kind of want to give it to Dan. Uh, these are, these are both- oh, that's interesting. A wild claw. A wild claw here. A legendary. Um, but those are both. I mean, they're both their chance while being a surprising uh, pick. For, for what I thought Rachel was going to go with, um, she made a pretty strong argument for why for why it might be him. And I would just like to say, you know, to Chance, like, where's Bane? It's an inside yeah. story. It, it does come down to, I totally agree, Drew. Um, going into this, I, you know, I assumed going into it, I was like, okay, just hearing the picks, I'm like, okay, this per- person's going to win. But obviously, I mean, after hearing after hearing Rachel's remarks, I really feel a lot of mixed feelings. And I do, yeah. um, and I do feel like she 
definitely made some solid points. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, Merle has a lot more competition, you know, when it comes to as, as to retain the MVP role. And he wasn't even technically drafted the first and, <laughs> number one. And I want people to pay a lot of attention to the way the question is worded, which is which competitor is most likely to be their factions MVP. Not which competitor is most likely to be the best player across the board. Which competitor within their own faction is most likely to be like the the most mm-hmm. valuable player? Yeah. yeah, but with that being said, Merle again. I mean, he has been the MVP, you know, of the Finstock Exchange, and yeah. I, even in the chat when we were when I gave you guys the questions, you even put Merle Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. That's cool. it, we called it. We called the dungeon the video drew exchange too. So, so it's it's you know okay. So make your opinions known. Go over to Twitter right now where everything's voted, and you have until five minutes after we wrap up the final questions to really determine who is going to be walking away the champion and the loser today. You know, fortunately, unfortunately. Okay, so we're going to go into our third and final question. Ooh, and definitely one of the. This was my favorite question. I'm not going to lie. Uh, third questions is, are always fun. Third questions are always this is my fun. Question. This, the third question is always the more fun question. The first two are a little more serious. They're a little focused on like the history of Schmodown. And I never understand them. But this one is just a good old fun time. All right, Drew, please do the honors. Oh, question three. Uh, if you were starting as a rookie this year, who would be the competitor to mentor you through your rookie year? That is, if you were starting as a rookie this year, who would you be? Who would be the best competitor to mentor you through your rookie year? Absolutely, and this can be a very personal, you know, question to uh, answer. Absolutely, depending on what kind of competitor you are as well. Now. I put the line, there's a lot of, uh, you know, veteran players, obviously, but there's tons of rookies and a lot of uh, veteran players are really taking a lot of rookies under their wing going into this, uh, going into the season. So that's why I kind of put this together. Now, and I'd like to almost ask if a rookie's in the chat, we'd like to see rookies comments uh, throughout this. Absolutely. Okay. So for the third and final question as well, we are going to be using the coin. The action army action industries uh, coin to really determine who's going to make their opening statement first. So we have a team a trader right hither. Oh, look at that fun design designed by Janine, the machine. Oh, the herself. Look at that whammy. But also we have like team guy right there. The best, uh, the best uh, competitor of all time right there. Okay. <laughs> now I'm not going to argue. It's just a fact of life. <laughs> okay. So I know we kind of mentioned, Rachel, you are going to be choosing Team Guy and Harloff, you're going to be choosing Team Trader. Is that correct on the coin? It's up to Rachel. Sure. Works okay. for me. Now, if I um, you get to choose if you want to, if you want to start with your opening statements or if you want to defer. Okay. And it is Bateman. All right. So, Harloff, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. And you have one minute to make your opening statement starting right now. The easiest choice out of the three questions for me for someone who wants to come in, learn the game, learn what it is to be a competitor and maybe 
uh, get away from the nerves and understand how to do that and not be used to the the spotlight and not used to it and understanding the knowledge of maybe all three divisions and it's Rachel Cushing. Rachel Cushing is the only person that you would really want to learn this game from up top, from coming out of nowhere as a rookie and understanding what it was like as a rookie, never being, never having uh, to worry about character and all those things. She had to learn all of it and her knowledge to spread to other people. She wants to do it. She understands how to do it. And I think that she's got a very warm presence that people would want to, uh, they would want to learn from her. And that's what she wants to do. And Rachel Silvestrini would even talk about Rachel Cushing and what Rachel Cushing has done for her in this game. Um, so I know it's probably a harder thing for Rachel here, too. But I think that Rachel would even argue and understand that Rachel Cushing is one of the monumental people in this and game. And that wraps up your opening statement. I really just want to let you guys talk. I mean, I really, I also really like that choice. I'm, I'm telling Harloff to stop talking. I'm telling beautiful Rachel to stop talking. This feels so wrong. Oh, if you want, I can tell them to stop talking. I always want to do that. I want to do that. Feels so wrong. And just to let uh, the chat room know, because uh, it does say the best competitor. It doesn't say best current competitor. It just says best competitor. In general, absolutely. That's something I was going to mention as well. Now, over to you, Rachel. Who did you pick for this really awesome question? By um, so, so, while, so while Rachel Cushing is an amazing person to help guide you through, like I have mentioned that she did help me with my Roka match, and she's phenomenal. Um, I think knowing what I know now, um, after about a year and a half of competing, I would really love to have had got, uh, Bateman guide me through all of this. Um, the man knows gameplay like nobody's business. His first season, Guy was being touted as the stronger player of the Action Army. And then he pulled himself up and started st studying. The man is, he is moneyballed this game like nobody's business. He knows exactly how to play this game without breaking a sweat. So he would be a great person to train you on that. He does great character work and can help you out with that. Um, he's uh, uh, he can sing to you to calm you down if you need to. Um, he is a champion as well in his own right. And I personally don't need to know about inner geekdom. So that would kind of be lost on me. So I think Ben would be the right choice for me. Wrap up. That concludes your opening statement as well. Okay. Yeah. These and, are two uh, solid picks. <laughs> two solid picks. I wasn't sure uh, which which one of the Action Army Rachel was saying at first. It felt like uh, sort of uh, a David. <laughs> But uh, competitor is very near and dear to everyone's hearts, obviously. Now you're totally, yeah. I mean, Drew. I mean, you just started as a rookie last year. I mean, who would you pick? I mean, if you had someone to kind of give you that kind of mentorship role. Woof, man! If I'd had a mentor, there would have been no difference in my gameplay. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> I would have resisted that the entire way. Um, well, I think Rachel, I think somebody like Rachel would have been uh, really, really helpful. I think, you know, anytime you can, you can have a, another, and this is just me personally, another woman in the league to, to talk to and understand uh, how things can feel a little bit different under the lights. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to go to stats or to, to gameplay even um, in terms of, in terms of just sheer how to like Frank Underwood, your way to the top, like Bateman is Bateman. I've said this before, and I, I don't care if he knows this. Ben Bateman scares me. Like he he scares me. Like I he can be a pretty intimidating uh, competitor for sure. Well, as a, yeah, as a, as a competitor, as a person, he scares me. So like that's, that should say something. 
Clearly, you're not spending enough time and and action on filters. But I, you know, I don't want. I'm like already talking. I'm like more pros and everything, just adding fuel to the fire for one of our competitors here. You guys get four minutes to make your open remarks and really poke holes in each other's arguments. And uh, you know what? Um, if if needed, we can also go longer if it's like the arguments that yeah, are. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Start going now. Well, you guys mentioned Rachel Cushing being, you know, so strong as far as for women in the league. She she didn't do it just for women. She did it for competitors in general because not everybody out there are the extroverts uh, like a Ben Bateman is. People are introverted, and Rachel Cushing was the person who went through all that. And she also, yeah, you're right. Ben Bateman did win a championship. It took him a little bit to do it, and he and he and he changed his game, and he did it. Rachel Cushing not only did it uh, once; she did it three times. She's been in the high pressure situation. She understands it. Basically, has been in high pressure situations as well and he's definitely and he's, he's a phenomenal choice and he's a great player and he, and he knows the game inside and out the difference is that rachel cushing knows different parts of the game and inner geekdom should matter to you as a competitor because there are certain categories that will pop up but there's also this type of gameplay and the competitiveness the way that she fought inside of those matches in general and being in those types of scraps she can bring back memories of certain things inside of it and the way that divisions play and exhibition matches because it's about being the overall type of player in everything in exhibition matches and all of it not just learning about you know the the structure of the game like bateman did Rachel has an overall knowledge and love for film. Bateman does too, but not the same way. Rachel is one of those old school competitors that knows about all three of these things. Plus she knows how to study the game. And it's because she's a three-time champion. I mean, yeah, this is literally arguing six in one hand, half dozen the other. I just, the the way that I took the question is if I was starting as a rookie this year, who would I think would be the best competitor for me. And I think that while, yes, Rachel would offer a very fantastic view on not just being a competitor, being a female competitor in this and dealing with all of that, I think that Ben's gameplay fits with my mentality a little bit easier. Like he's narrowed down the numbers and his studying tactic is universal. So I don't necessarily need to have a trainer who knows all about inner geekdom. I just need him to be able to teach me those structures in order to be able to apply those to every movie, every genre that I need to. And inner geekdom is included in all of the movies and like in regular play for singles and teams. So that's not discounting Rachel. I would never ever say anything against her because she is a three-time champ. She is a phenomenal presence. She did have to overcome all of that, but so did Bateman. Bateman had to deal with, you know, dealing with uh, all the backlash for being hated. And regardless of how great you are, it still does get to you. So everything that Rachel's gone through, Ben has gone through as well. And to answer the question, as far as like, if I was coming into this league as a rookie and understanding the saying, like, if I'm on the other side of that going, okay, I've never done anything like this before. Wait, Rachel, you never had done anything like this before either. How did you do it? How did you go through this? Oh, Interesting. Okay. Well, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't want to start out as a heel right away. And, and she didn't, she didn't do that either. And I said, well, if I want to get comfortable with the storylines, how would you do it? If I don't feel right away that this thing feels right, how did you do that? How did you overcome that? And listening to what she did, because she doesn't even give herself enough credit on how good she was. You watch her. She did everything seamlessly. And as a competitor, as a rookie, I would want to know how she did that, how to fight fears, how to fight those things. And who fought fears better than Rachel Cushing? Rachel Cushing sat through it from, from season three to season four to season five. She was in it from the beginning. Ben Bateman had to go back and study all of the seasons to rewatch them. Rachel Cushing was a fan 
fan of Schmoes No since season one and was sitting in the audience for a lot of the actual questions. Uh, yeah, but you can't. Matches in the beginning. So I'd want to know that. I'd want to know the history. Yeah, but you can't hold that against Bateman for not no. being in it from the beginning. So, like, the fact that he did have, like, the knowledge to go back and restudy and, you know, look everything up from the very beginning, that man came out of nowhere this last season and just demolished the league. He had such a great season because he learned from all of those things. I would rather have a coach who has fallen and made mistakes and stumbled and has gotten his body scarred. So Rachel you has- for Rachel Cushing? It's the same thing. And you're you're yeah. arguing for Rachel Cushing then because Rachel Cushing did started out. She lost. She lost with the nerds watch. She lost. She knew certain questions. And for some competitors who would have quit and left and never come back. And I saw that happen from a lot of competitors. She didn't do that. She fought through it. And she said, you know what? I, I didn't reach my potential. I know what I know. I would say, how did you fight back from that? Teach that to me. You know, give me that, that strength that you had because the other thing that she did that I'd want to learn from is what she learned from she put the, when she was put together, when she learned from Clark Wolf. They elevated the team's game more than anybody did, and they were around the same time team action was. They worked together. They elevated the game. Ben Bateman has told me he learned so much just from watching Rachel Cushing. Rachel Cushing would teach me what Ben Bateman had to learn from her. Right. You stand on the shoulders of those that came before you. That's not new. But then again, I would be standing on the shoulders of those that came before me. Ben was already here before me. So why wouldn't I want to learn everything that he's learned from Rachel, as well as everything that he's learned on his own that has made him a champion? That to me is because if I could sit down and I can learn one more thing, if I want to be the best. And Ben Bateman will get you to a place where you could uh, you could be a really great competitor. But like you said before, he doesn't know inner geekdom. So for me, I'd want to be the best. I would want to be as a rookie. I'd want to learn how can I conquer all three. And I'd ask Rachel, Rachel, can I be as good as inner geekdom as you? She would tell me this is what you had to do because guess who she did that to? Kevin Smets. And what happened to Kevin Smets? He became a champion. I asked her the other day and I said, what was it about Kevin Smets? She used to talk to Kevin Smets. She used to you know console with Kevin Smets when 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 Clark Wolf. Was when Clark Wolf was not, you know, she took Clark a long time to get to a championship shot. Excuse me, win a championship. When he when she did it, she did it with Rachel Cushing because of the way she worked. I would want to learn that. I would want to learn that that understanding of how they work together as a team and who she thinks I would be a good teammate with. That's what Rachel Cushing did, and that's what I would want to learn as a rookie. I mean, that's that's a fair point, and I had something in my mind. I didn't want to interrupt you because it was amazing. But um, Ben Bateman does have all of the knowledge. Oh. That's what it was. Ask any competitor that's competed in the last three seasons, and they will tell you how much it has changed season to season. Ben Bateman is still involved. The season this season has already changed since we started. So why wouldn't I want somebody who is currently in it and playing and telling me how to deal with the changes as they come? Because things can change, you know, like five minutes before a match or three weeks before a match. And you need you want to have somebody who is also dealing with that change and is trying to figure it out and is doing it not just as a coach, but as somebody who is trying to win themselves. That's I why I would still want Ben. Because, I would argue against that completely because that person would be considered. They would they, Ben Ben would give you his time, but he wouldn't give you all his time right? because he's like you said he's working on himself and trying to win championships. Rachel Cushing has been able to step back. Rachel Cushing has been able to say, "Okay, I, this is what I love so much about the league, and now that I can actually sit back and I'm not a competitor." anymore i want to give out my knowledge the way that i did before and i would say as a rookie please give that to me and you're going to focus on me and you don't have to worry about playing in championship matches you don't have to worry about trying to get your belt back from dan merle please give me the information that you have everything that you can and i'm going to make you proud and become exactly what you were 
Ben Bateman cannot give that to you right now. Yeah, but it's all theoretical in that sense. Like, it's one of those like, yeah, this should work. This seems like a good idea. Try this. And then you're the one going out and doing it. Whereas Ben Bateman could give me advice and be like, hey, so I tried this my last match. It didn't really work out. Try it this way and see if that works out for you. Why couldn't Rachel do the same thing? But again, with because the you're Rachel- not competing. But Rachel has competed. That's the difference. Is all all in high pressure situations, and she's not in the high pressure right now. Ben Bateman is not worried about other people right now. He'll help you out when he's not got to have a big match. But when when who's the boss is coming up with another big match, and then he's got another championship shot, you think he's going to be helping you right now? No, he's not. He's like, I'll get back to you after my match. Rachel's going to give you all of her time. Rachel- well, why wouldn't I be able to help him in in the process by helping him? It helps me. Because then in helping him, I can figure out what works for me and what doesn't and narrow it down so that way. At no a time- competitor. What if you what if you're going up against a, com- a particular competitor that doesn't have the same type of strengths as a competitor that he has? Rachel's going to give you all of her ability, all of her knowledge. And done. That concludes our opening remarks. That was the opening like remarks? Good, that was like a good six and a half minutes. <laughs> That was, that, was, that was closing, wasn't it? No, we're just doing, we're just going free flowing. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is um, so hard. Rachel, you came back <laughs> real strong with that with that argument. Uh, I think if anyone just saw the face I was making, I was actually uh, for the first time thinking about which 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 answer I would go with. Uh, one of these two competitors has offered uh, to to help me personally if I ever uh, needed training, and one of them has not. However, the one that hasn't. Uh, again, to make the, the the House of Cards reference, I mean, somebody who is in the game and currently champions for changes within the game while playing it and therefore can, like, you know, can sort of have your back in that way, sort of make a stink on your behalf for, you know, while season's going on, who is actually on a show uh, that's called Backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard. That's a really, really yeah. tough one. Um, well, our, obviously, these are two competitors that are huge. They're icons within Schmodown, you know, overall. And it just comes down to not only that, just the comp- individual competitor, like how well the chemistry is between the competitor, mentor, mentee kind of relationship. But also, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of points made in favor of Harloff and tons of points of, you know, made in favor of Rachel with Ben Bateman. So it's just there's a lot of different variables. Now, something I do would love for you both to really... Um, mentioned in your closing statements, and I did call it uh, open opening opening arguments. So that's my bad. Open remarks, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Um, I do kind of want you guys to talk about the resources that they provide. You've talked about how they're great on camera. You, I mean, how they kind of grown as competitors, study strategies. But what kind of specific resources can each of these um, competitors, you know, really provide towards their potential mentee? Drew, is there anything from you that you would really want them to address in their closing statement? Uh, yeah, like emotional support. You know, a good a good coach isn't just somebody who who can hand you a binder full of stuff and go, "Hey, here you go." What? Or like, you know, you know. I mean, a, a good coach is is somebody who who's there and has your back, who who will even take a hit for you, possibly um, if it like you know will stand out in front of a bullet for you. So uh, I want to hear that that argument as well. Yeah. Who's uh who's gonna be uh the big brother, the big sister in this situation? Although I'm not gonna lie, I want both of them for my schmodown. I mean, they, these are both these are both formidable fucking uh answers. <laughs> yeah, whoever these people take on as their mentees would be cl- inevitably become a badass. That's for sure. Yeah. But please address uh you know those questions in your closing statements today, and yeah, we're gonna go ahead and jump towards you. 
Christian with your closing statements. Now, I did I did make that uh, open remarks a little bit flexible, but since it is a closing statement, we're going to keep it at one minute apiece. And you have one minute starting right now. Ben is a great money ball player. There's no doubt about it. He's learned the game very, very well. And he's he as me for who I want to know, I'm, I'm an emotional player in general. I'd want somebody who also plays with emotion, not just as a hardcore kind of robot. So where Ben Bateman can be at times, uh, Rachel Cushing knows the emotion. She's played with the emotion. As far as a better overall teammate, Rachel Cushing's never had someone yell at her, uh, because they're focused more on themselves than the overall team. That's happened to Bateman a couple different times. Uh, Rachel Cushing has taken Clark Wolf and Clark Wolf has taken Rachel Cushing. They are good teammates. They understand it. The fight club, if you need unity, you need the understanding of how people in general understand this game and understand each other and know that family feel. Rachel Cushing was part of that. She would be able to, to understand that, explain that to me. And that's what I'd want to be a part of if I was a rookie coming in. So I wasn't on my own and having people. Ben Bateman's known for controversy sometimes in his action days. I wouldn't want that going in as a rookie. And time. That concludes your closing statement for your final question. And over to Rachel. You have one minute to answer those questions starting right now. Yeah, so Ben Bateman did have kind of a rocky start and was questionable about his support of his teammate. But look what he's done with Riley. You want to talk about teaching gameplay and bringing people up? Riley was kind of out for the count uh, when this last season started. And then he got teamed up with Ben. And his gameplay has excelled so much. He has that fire lit underneath him. He has Ben studying with him. Ben has those all of those binders that I would love to be able to get a hold of. Like, Jesus, talk about a score. Um, but he also does, just because he doesn't emote on stage doesn't mean that he's not dealing with emotions. And that's more what I would want is knowing how to deal with those emotions and keep them hidden because that's a tell. Rachel, it, you can read like an open book when she's playing. Ben, cool as a cucumber. Um, he also, like I said, he has so much knowledge that he can teach you and he's still involved in the, in the league. He is still at the table answering questions and that to me is invaluable is the and first time. experience that concludes your closing statement as well okay got wait, wait. <laughs> christian was your argument really that that no one's ever yelled at rachel didn't ken quit on rachel like you're talking, so you're talking storylines you're not talking for real oh. you're, you're, you're talking as far as an actual competitor the storylines are me so if, and and I knew Rachel could handle that. So as far as the yell, Ken's never yelled at anybody inside this showdown. So I'm talking about real yelling and people actually really getting upset with you. Well, all I'm hearing from, based on that is that you yelled at Rachel by extension. That's right. Matt Harloff because of that. Yeah, he left. He left her with a smile. That's what he did. <laughs> I'm not gonna I, lie. Uh, I remember when that happened. I literally cried. It was like one of the first moments in Schmodown that I cried because I thought it was real, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> I, I watched that last time so nice. for the very that first was time, good. and I thought that was, was real. So I literally, I, I didn't realize it was it was fake. She sells it so well. Sold it so well. She sells it so well. She looks devastated. I watched it again. Like I, I'm so sort of coming into this new, but I was watching it last week, and I was like, "Oh my." God, Ken is an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> great at it. And yeah, she, yeah. I mean, she she still almost beat them. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That is the most underrated game in my opinion because she almost beat Blofeld's cat and like come she, like single handedly like that kind of amazing stage. match. She was on backstage last night and she said that she had a bad game. I was like, shit, I would yeah. hate to a good game <laughs> against like. 
It's like she that game was, against Mara. It's like that's yeah. not a bad game. That's no, that's an incredible two, game. She must be two that, people by herself. Match of the year. That's what it was. It was crazy that she did. Okay, guys. Again, as much as Drew and I would love to determine who is the winner and loser of this I mean, debate. You guys, the viewers, get to determine who is going to walk away a champion of Schmoopates. So you have to go on Twitter right now and make your votes known. Go ahead. There's some pure Um, bias in the comment section, too. I don't think Jeremiah Moore should be allowed in the chat room during He is, he is such, I mean, that, that is, so, that's swaying the audience. He is, he is the worst commentator in the world. I gotta tell you, I, I, I so, I'm, I'm such a schmo baiter myself that I like, what, I just opened up a new tab and I was writing something in the comment section because I wanted to argue back. Jeremiah Morris cannot be in the chat room anymore when I do this show because he is, he is too, he is too biased. That is un, that is this world. Get him um, out. Get him um, out. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said, get him out. <laughs> get out of here. Get this, out this, is how, this is how I imagine Jeremiah Moore sounding right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Can I just say thank you for not farting during the not arguments? Yours, that makes me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I and, feel like that's kind of like an automatic part of his thing. Though. And now you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. Now, just going to go pull some, you know, comments and questions and everything regarding arguments in the front of the chat. You know, Lucas is mentioning, uh, you know, the real tragedy of the heel, that heel turn was the damage done to Ken's throat from doing that heel voice for the next That's right. That's right. I, it's like uh, Mark Hamill when he did the Joker and he go through with, like, throat <laughs> <laughs> Because of all the cackling he had to do. Yeah. Did um, he really? I didn't know that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, there's a whole fact. bunch of uh, love for Ken here. Um, all right, so that's not the argument. The argument isn't whether Ken is a is a heel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, just kind of uh, just like I said, we're gonna pull some things from here. It's like um, something Haskell is mentioning. Haskell four twenty is mentioning. Ben's been rattled on stage. We haven't really seen Rachel rattled on stage. Um, I didn't say rattled. I said emotional. You can read exactly what is on Rachel's face at every moment of her matches. Which yeah. I I like doing, like as as a fan of the show, I really love being able to do that, or to see her do that. Um, but Ben is just like, no, like he's just he's just a cocky ass, and I I absolutely love that as well. Like I'm a wrestling fan; he's one of my favorite heels of all time. It's so good. But, but going back to like the yeah. idea of who who's just going to be better at mentoring you? This isn't like who's the best on stage or whatever. Who's going to be the best at, at doing Machiavellian? Uh, knowing the game inside out, doing, you know, whether it's through Machiavellian style techniques that that's more Bateman or whether it's through, um, you know, Rachel Cushing's just knowledge of, of everything and being able to sort of influence things by having a manager, you know, uh, that that's, uh, you know, currently in the roster. Yeah, it's, again, it, com- it comes down to, honestly, it's a very personal thing. I mean, like, what kind of competitor are you? I mean, like, me? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like you. I mean, like, what kind of competitor are you? Like, where it would kind of help a way bigger question than kind of mentor base. That's a way like, bigger question than some base. But I think it does come down to uh, uh, who can you hold know, you in. Huh. I, I, don't, you. I, I will say, from my own personal perspective, I didn't. I, I understand kayfabe as I understand kayfabe. I. It's weird in my mind that I ended up with Kaiser, considering that when on our original like match against. Um, against uh Paulo Yama and Eric Zipper when Kaiser came on stage mid-match and started yelling at me I hated that guy like I I personally had a problem with Kaiser 
for like many months afterwards and he would reach out and be like hey it was great to blah blah and i was like fuck you fuck you i was like fuck you and when he said that he wanted you know that he wanted to draft me originally i was like fuck fuck you like i, I really That's didn't understand the attitude he's ever yeah like, yeah so it turned out to work well for the dungeon i didn't think i'd ever want to have a manager so like i i didn't i didn't think that was something that was going to fit well with my character um, oh it's so nice to have a manager it is it is yeah. it's character. really it's nice <laughs> It yeah. does make a difference to have like a team, you know? Well, speaking yeah. of managers specifically, I mean, like you guys have, I mean, well, I mean, both of you guys have like really awesome matches. Oh, speaking of which, now um, I'm going to have you guys wait. Um, you guys have five minutes to make your votes to, um, again, that's how long you guys have until we really determine, we find out. <laughs> Who's going to walk away a champion today? All right. And so please go ahead and go on Twitter and make them known. So if you decide, hey, I'm going to watch this match and vote in like two days. Too fucking bad. Your vote's not going to count. Not going to count, guys. And if you didn't know this was happening, too bad. Too bad. I thought this was happening until 4 p.m. our time. So, yeah. Exactly. And this was like kind of spur of the moment, but still, no excuses. We should have this stuff scheduled. In the meantime, should we, should we, what should we do? Should we just all hang out? Should we flip coins? Should we, should well, we plug our thing out? Well, yeah. Well, it's like, sure. Well, it's like, I was going to mention specifically, I do know, Rachel, um, I mean, you was like, you specifically, a big match for you just came up today in particular. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, being part of the Pride, um, being, sorry, being with the Pride, this huge rookie team, and your rookie, your first rookie team match debut today. So, uh, we're not, I don't think we're going to go into like specific spoilers or anything, but how are you feeling now? It's going to finally come to light. A lot. Of uh, it's nice to finally have my first match of the season. Um, just because like, it's like, it feels like we started this season. I mean, especially after the month of, or the year of March that we just lived through, it feels like it's been like three years since we filmed that match. <laughs> so yes. it's been, it's been amazing, but it's, it's one of those things that like, um, it's so great to have a teammate that I can, that is like there and in it and like ready to go and like wanting to get those belts. So like just even having that attitude in a partner this season has been so different. Like as soon as we got paired together, we were uh-huh. texting and, and DMing and just talking back and forth about strategy. And we found out who our match was against. And um, I was lucky enough to have met Owen before who is like, the nicest human being and then Vinny and I became friends on Twitter unknowingly before all of this started because I'm deeply in love with the ugliest dog that he that ever existed which is so cute it's so wonderful but it is literally I think it like won an ugly dog contest he's so beautifully ugly uh I forget his name but yeah beautiful ugly dog he's a beautiful ugly dog so just getting to do that and like just actually like getting the season to start for my career for this has just been it's really nice to finally have that out because as the fans you guys have been so wonderful um asking when and you know anticipating this match to come out so please like it share it send it all around um post it everywhere let's get those views up um and then um i don't know christian do you want to make that announcement of when of when the uh, what the the match no the uh tuesday other thing Oh, Tuesday is Tuesday on. uh, on, So for Tuesday, we're doing backstage and both uh, we're going to have Ben uh, Goddard and Rachel Silvestrini will be on. uh, We'll have them talking about uh, the match. I'm going to try to get Vinny and um, and Owen talking about the match. And then I'm looking to get um, some other peeps on the show. Also, it's fun. 
So we're gonna get you on eventually. We gotta get you on when we get closer closer to a match. But like we we got we have a lot of um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, stuff going on. If you haven't watched backstage, check it out. Yeah. Oh, so if you have any like, so awesome these days. Backstage. Yeah. yeah, backstage. I really yeah. love the I new love format. This, I love the new format. I love it. I'm, I'm real. I voted in that poll super hard that you put on Facebook, Christian. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. fans, if you guys have any questions or like vague comments, like hold those off. I know you're really wanting to get those questions asked and or at, answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so save those until Tuesday. Um, stream live them in, um, and we'll get to those when uh, we do Tuesday. Yeah, well, I mean, something I did want to kind of mention is that, Rachel, obviously this is a huge match um, for the Pride and also a huge match in the debut of uh, two brand-new rookies Matter of really hood up. That's actually part of the dungeon. And I know, Drew, uh, you were there as well. Now, uh, the Butcher Boys. Now, Christian, I know these are new competitors and Schmodown and everything in general. I mean, like, how hyped were you, or if at, not at all, who knows, were you about like the Butcher Boys and these kind of characters and everything being created and coming on Schmodown? Well, the Butcher Boys, absolutely, because I've known Owen for a long time, and, and Vinny is very similar to with Video Drew, is that I, I didn't, so at Collider, it's really weird the way it was set up. It's like the video side was on like the left, and then they like had, then the writers were on their other side, and I always tried to come over and at least talk to you know the writers as much as I could. But like I said, to video Drew, I came up to her and asked her, and I wanted to have her in there. Um, and, and you said that to me was specifically. You said you seem like you have a good personality. Do you yeah. want to come be on my show? And I was just like, Rob Morrison does not know me <laughs> at all. It's the truth. It's the truth. You had an eye. Yeah, it's true. Though. And then I, I just figured that it would be a lot of fun to have you in. I was right, thank God. Um, because you were, you, not only were you fun, you, you became one of the best, uh, characters that we'd seen in a long time. And if you saw my Facebook thing, I said, I mean, I think Lon Harris is giving you a run for your money this season. Oh too. man, me and, me and Lon have started interacting in character on Twitter. It's, it's so pretty good. amazing. It's so I, good. For Vinny, I will say, um, Vinny is somebody that I worked with over at the New York Observer. I hired him when he was 18 years old. He, or no, not oh, 18, wow. 20. So when he was, when he was a college intern, we founded a television vertical together at the New York Observer. He became the youngest editor, uh, print deputy editor. So like, when I heard that Vinny had gotten drafted, <laughs> my mom called me because I wasn't at the draft. And she goes, oh, so you're Vinny. You're, you're Vinny got drafted uh, for Schmodown. And I went, mom, it can't be the same Vinny. It can't. No, that'd be, that'd be too weird. Yeah, I, I literally I, made my switch over to the dungeon to be with Vin, to Vinny. Well, with Vinny, uh, I saw him from, I mean, he just talking wrestling with him. He's a wrestling guy. And, and then he, he's starting to really, I mean, him and Kaiser are like perfect for each other. And I talked to perfect. Vinny recently. And he's just, he said, look, I love... He goes, I love uh, the Schmodown in general, but I love it so much more that I get to be with Kaiser. So, it, it, And then Owen, I've just known since he was a producer on Reels with Mark mm-hmm. and I, like when Mark and I used to do Reels, so he was our producer. So I always knew that I wanted to get him involved, putting them together, all three of them. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then Rachel and Ben, watching them team up, uh, it's pretty exciting because Kate kind of put them together in general. Um, and to see them uh work together and be together and and i think that you know no one will no one will accuse devon stewart of being a great trivia player but he certainly <laughs> but he certainly has a huge personality and i love devon he's great just a little enthusiasm just a little bit of energy yeah devon, just, a, just a slight giant like, pixie stick of energy yeah he's, he's amazing i love devon i, I, I love will him. say I will say one last thing about Vinny is is that he loves wrestling so much and I think his love of Schmodown was born the first time he saw a live match. Which uh Yeah. Which I remember I remember it when it was it was I think it was this first one this season that was shot in the studio and I think he watched 
actually Ben play his first match and he was like, I'm going to play that guy. I'm going to bring him down. Like you just, I just awesome. watched Vinny like that. get into character. I love like, that. Vinny's very quiet and, and reserved usually. And I just yeah. watched him go ice, ice pick cold. I love well, it. I'm gonna, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead Alex. Well, I am kind of in this very, well, I'm a fan, obviously. I'm not on Schmodown. <laughs> I'm just, you yeah, know, I'm a two-way crew obsessed with Schmodown in every single way. It's something um, my husband and I actively talk about every single day. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, like, we'd be, like, waiting in bed at, like, 1030 at night, and we're, like, each on a phone, and phones are reading or whatever, and we'd be, like, hey, what do you think of that match earlier? <laughs> I mean, I very <laughs> much, like, mom's spaghetti myself. But yeah, I it was- Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, um, but uh, e, it wasn't until actually last spring where Lucas in particular, Lucas is my, is my husband, and he didn't get into, I've been a fan of Schmodown since like season two, essentially, and um, and it wasn't until, and I've been, since I've been doing it for a long time, Lucas, he would like see a match, but he wouldn't really absorb the match. He didn't really care all that much. But it wasn't until the Kalinowski Smets match where he was like, oh shit, this matters. This is like the emotions are real. Like the questions are real. And he tried, like before he would be like, oh, the questions aren't that hard or whatever. I mean, they're fine. And then he sat down and tried doing a match with me. And I was like, hmm. And he'd be like, oh, these are actually really hard. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, and, um, but it wasn't until like the, we went to the live match last fall in, New York, so crazy. being part of the community, oh yeah, and everything. That that's, that's where it really, really comes together. So if you have never been to a live event, and whenever live events and everything, you know, really get going again, definitely make the effort. It's um, so much fun and everything. And you know, we're very. I like to think we're a very inclusive community. We love each other. We support each other so much. You know, between yeah. obviously not only person like the personalities between Harloff and Rachel and Drew and everything, <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of genuine daily interaction i would say that like you know i give myself a lot of self-ownage for like not you know and that's kind of part of the video drew thing too is that like she doesn't know or care very much about this game but i will say that since like coming on board it has become my life and it is what i sleep and breathe it's it's who i hang out with like i literally was moving back to new york while this while schmodown was going on and now i'm like coming back to la just not not specifically because I want to play in Schmodown so much more just because the community is just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, these are my people now. And I, Alex, speaking of live events, I mean, that's where you and I first met and you were like the first person I think to ever recognize me in person. And uh, it was oh. crazy. I mean, talking I, about, you know, bringing a community together. I live with Brandon, Hannah and Alex went- Marzonia. Like yeah. <laughs> this house is all Schmodown all the time. I live in Eric's garage. I'm not sure if you heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's we're it's a sh- very much a Schmodown like family for sure. Now, now, like all families do, we fight, we argue. Any good family has a little bit of arguments here and there, and Rachel and Christian are no different. Now, that being said, we have the votes. We do. Oh, we wow. have the votes. I have the percentages of, you know, the, who wins. Okay, specifically, we're going to be, I'm going to go ahead and remind you all of the questions. And like I said, this is like the timed voting. If you vote here in like two hours, it's too fucking bad. It don't matter. <laughs> you know, it really is. The winner is determined within this timed section because this is a live taping, we're live recording right now. So yeah. for our first question. Who was is the best commentator in Schmodown? 
for 246 votes total. Whoa. Whoa. With 80.9% of the vote, the winner is Mark Ellis with Rachel. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean, what? That, uh, all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Brad was a very good choice. Like all I mean, of these choices are both amazing choices. What are amazing choices. Choices. What are the co-creators of the game? No, I mean, but something yeah. to re- to remind you guys is that you know when we do post when we do post them when we do post the votes we don't say Christian uh, Christian right, right. chooses this person and Rachel chooses this person. We're basing it off that alone, you know. So. Right. That kind of thing. So we don't want people to associate, oh, I'm voting Harloff because I love Harloff. And Rachel, I'm voting for Rachel because I love Rachel. You know, I'm voting on the specific answers and arguments. Now, on to the second question. Which competitor is most likely to be their faction's MVP? And the winner of this question was with 164 total points. Sorry, total votes, not point points. <laughs> That's not a word. With 81.7% of the vote, it is Dan Merle for Christian Harloff. So we are currently one and one. Wow, this is intense. Like camping, intense. For the third and final question. If you were starting as a rookie this year, who would be the best competitor to mentor you through the rookie year? And our final question, the vote for 70 total votes with 58% of the vote. It is Ben Bateman for Rachel. Garbage. Wow. (laughs) Garbage. 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 What the fuck just happened? Garbage. So the big takeaway today is, Rachel, you are walking away a champion against Harloff, Schmodown founder himself. Also, <laughs> Rachel, what a game face. I thought you really believed your arguments. I mean, I did, but it was, I thought that they would have been so much closer. And um, I hope you guys really enjoyed that last match because uh, that's probably my last one of the season. So. <laughs> oh, oh that's, not, that's, that's, that's not, not, that's not, definitely not you, Rich. I thought you argued very well. Uh, but there, there's definitely there, there's a, there's a particular individual that uh, I don't know if I'll ever interact with ever again. But that you you deserved it. It was a great. It was an absolutely great match by you. You had great arguments. You're awesome. Uh, You're good. You should be a lawyer. Yeah, she was she was great. I just there there you know it's just it was. I, I, is there a way to actually turn the chat off during these things? No, Christian. Well, you're I'm, not the commissioner uh, of this chat. No. I'm just, sorry, yeah. Let me see if I can. Less, like the the actual argue, the arguments that, arguing with you guys was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I had so yeah. much fun, and Rachel was was great. And I think Rachel won the actual thing too. Just, yeah, Jeremiah it, honestly wow. made it really. It, it was, it was oh, you need to learn how to tune that out. When you're no, a competitor, I, you I, need to I, learn I how to tune it out. I should have. It was just it was, it was he was pretty crappy. Okay. Can you guys see it now? Still? No, it's gone now. No. But, oh no! Now, now okay. we we fixed it for Christian, so he okay. can't see the comment section. But the the match itself, I agree. It was Rachel, Rachel deserved to win. She should have won the match for sure. Um, and then the, the it was it was great. Uh, good job, Rach. And Thanks. for all the, for the ninety nine point nine percent of the fans that were in there, thank you. You guys are awesome. Uh, the point one, 
maybe find something. <laughs> you weren't schmo baiting some guy in the comment section. I know I, I shouldn't I have been. It was just it was it was really stinky. Made it, it like I was having so much fun, and he just made it a little 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 less fun. He made it a little okay. less. Fun. Yeah. Coast Guard. This ep- week's episode is some guy in the comment section who pissed Chris. Yeah, back. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel like that's the whole thing right there. Some guy in the comment section. That's yeah. my character next season on Schmodown. Wait for it. It's just just the comment guy. Know. I should have hid the chat. I should have. It's true. Um, I will say that uh, that that last question was really, really tough. I mean, like I they was were going back and forth my head. Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to text Rachel and be like, hey, you interested in uh, helping me train? <laughs> that no, is still so, the whole point. So, again, all- again, giving, giving Cam, Cam, Cam Chef, uh, I actually thought I lost the match. So it has nothing like, again, I think Rachel deserved it. Oh, Just like, were yeah. you, was Cam Shaft paying attention to everything being said in there? Cause Why are you still talking about the comments? Because Cam Shaft now is getting to there. He's like, ah, oh, someone's a sore well, loser. Why are you still in the comment section? Because because paid- it out. Cam Shaft suck it. <laughs> and Jeremiah go get lost. <laughs> it was really a lot of fun hanging out with everyone except those two fucks. <laughs> But this was a lot of fun. Rachel was the best, but Cam and Jeremiah go suck a fart. There you go. Wow. So now we know how to get Christian's attention. I should stop emailing you or trying to ask when my next match is, and I should just start like trolling you on SCN. Is that is that no, what you don't, don't do don't do that. No, Rachel, do I'm that. pretty sure that's worked out pretty well for you. Like that's, that's like God, no, I tried. No. That's, don't, don't and do look that. what's happening. Look who got on backstage. That's, oh that's god. Right. Actually, I do need to send out we need to send out a big shout out to Alex Mack for throwing this together. Not only was this incredibly last minute, but those questions are some of my favorite that have been asked on Schmobates. So, yes, fantastic job, guys, babe. Should we go around and say? I mean, Alex, where can we where can we find you? Yeah, um, you can actually find me hosting Schmobates every single Wednesday. We're actually bringing up next next Wednesday. We have like another massive rickety flop match. <laughs> It is William oh, wow. and Dro- John Roca are going head to head in a huge reunion match. So that's going to be really, really fun. It's going to see them arguing. I know. Oh, can I call in? Can I call in? and, and, and You know what, girl? Up? I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> okay, I just think uh, that I kind of need to be a little like the Hamburglar in there and just be like, yeah. Roca, you suck. Stop being mean. Rachel, you okay, uh, you two, Rachel and uh, Drew, you two are like, uh, like low key, like kind of co-hosts. Pretty much mm-hmm. a call to honest. <laughs> well, well, speaking of co-hosts, uh, we actually, you and me, have a new show uh, yep. that, uh, that it's called Cinema Bias. Uh, everyone should check it out. We did our first one um, last week. I made Alex mm-hmm. watch Geodrome. It was, and then I got to talk about it. So you not only get to see uh, Alex be sort of disgusted, but you get to see me actually know something about a movie. Um, and next week, she's making me watch Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yes. Um, One of my favorite movies from my childhood. Oh my gosh, girl bands galore. There's so many big themes, and and you're like, I remember even mentioning it. Are there going to be like really big discussion topics? And I was like, you can talk about consumerism, you can talk about media control, you can talk about all these million and one different things, especially as like bands are like like a like um. Can we bring the chat back? I find it distracting not to have the chat. (laughs) Yeah. Oh what? Huh? Yeah. Sorry, but anyway. 
No, um, I think that's a, it's, yeah, we're doing just, I think this is probably gonna be next, two, I don't want to put too, too fine a point on it next Tuesday, but um, yeah. in, in an hour, you can come see me over. I'll be on John Roca's stream because I'm just, I'm just flowing with it today. How do uh, you find the time to do all this shit? Well, like, what do you mean? How do I find the time? But I mean, nothing else to do. I moved here. But there's nothing, <laughs> but nothing else more to do. She's on 87,000 podcasts. If you turn on a podcast, video Jews on, it doesn't matter what it's about. It yeah, well, although, well, it does matter because apparently it can't be uh, backstage or SEN. So like anything else <laughs> I can be on. Uh, at 8 p.m. tonight, uh, you will see the movie guys uh, on the nerd uh, video chronic quiz. Uh, we, they're going to be doing Ghostbusters. They're going to be doing 20 t- questions deep on Ghostbusters. So I know that they're sort of the, the Cinderella oh, both bar. Both of them or just one? Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. So that's over at the Video Drew YouTube channel. And um, that's that's all there is for me. Absolutely. Unless, Christian, you have any announcements for me? Uh, yeah, you're going to be on SEN and backstage as soon as the uh, coronavirus is gone. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, snap. You'll be in the studio. You'll be in the studio. So, uh, no, you know what? We should actually have you on. We'll do the uh, the what we did today because mm-hmm. we had a whole bunch of people on uh, SCN. I think we're going to do a couple more things like that. And I think that I, ma- I mentioned that we were going to try to do this for, like, the fans on both the Patreon tiers. But for Schmodown, I think it's at the $10 Patreon tier. We're going to do, like, a raffle to where you can actually call into the show. Um, okay. So we'll basically do something like, like be able to, for certain people, if they're out there um, on the $10 tier, We'll go through it and we'll say, "Oh, okay. Here's the uh, here's the Streamyard link for you. Uh, you kind of picked at random, and you can call in and talk to people in there and do the same thing for backstage." Oh, like okay. a chair, like a charity thing where it's like I pick up and I, well, I want to be the schmobot first of all. I well, want to no, read I mean, all- something like something like let's say you're ten dollar patron and we post out. We say, "Okay, guys, so we're gonna we're gonna do the draw here. Who's interested in being on the show?" And then people are like, uh, "I am, I am, I am." And then someone will, will go and will pick somebody from that from that stream and we'll say, "Okay, here's the here's the streamyard link. Go ahead and call in. They're on the air." So you know, and then we have people kind of call in and, and introduce fans into it for. Uh, and I wish I think it'd be a lot of fun for people. We'll do it, it for sounds both. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. I have to subscribe to ten dollars to get on. Okay, now I get it. Uh, that's that's no, that sounds awesome. I do really love the way that uh, backstage and SEN has been going lately. I mean, we all have a bunch of time on our hands, but um, that's been almost even more time to just get into it. Like uh, yeah. this, this, this is I, Christian. I would say you guys are. This is one of the few, like sort of like Kleenex or Clorox or uh, Purell. I feel like Schmodown is one of these things that's just profiteering. Um, in a way, from, from everybody. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's uh, not as much to do, obviously. Yeah. So um, I know I've been like marathoning like old episodes, told to matches, and I've been it's, yeah, and, and like, only talking to matches people in the matches. I've been watching David B and Roca and Riley and all these other like wonderful people. Okay. Um, also, like over to you, Rachel. Most one of the most uh, wonderful people of all time. What's up with you? And where can we see everything you're doing and your gorgeous face? Well, speaking of having time on their hands and starting to stream, I'm actually going to be jumping into that as well. So follow my YouTube channel. I'm going to post the link on uh, the Den webs on the Den Facebook page, my web, uh, Facebook page. Um, I'll post it all over the place. Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RM Silvestrini. Um, on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm going to be starting to interview uh, friends of mine that I have toured with in the music industry and talk to them about their love of music and movies and soundtracks and touring with movies and how it's kept them alive. And uh, I think it's going to be really fun. So that should be starting in the next two weeks. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, I ask and- you, are you doing a reaction to to this week's? I know because people are going to be googling your name and trying to find you uh, after after today's 
biggest match, I imagine. No big your reaction. Just kind of a big match. Yeah. No biggie. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be releasing something, so keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> it was so good. You did so good in it. I was like, get it, girl. Get it. Snaps. It, it was it was a fun battle. It was a fun, fun, fun battle. Uh, I don't know if uh, Christian felt that way when he was making it. The battle itself was was a lot of fun. And battle and arguing with Rachel and having you two as judges that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, majority of it was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah. Uh. I know that I forgot to plug my Twitch, which is where I'm currently watching The Stand as a watch-along series, which is what I was doing uh, about 10 minutes before you asked me to be on the show. So I, I forgot to plug that. And Alex, what about uh, uh, PLD is asking about? Uh, oh, yeah. Twitch. I was going to mention that towards the end. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. So, sorry. Um, here with Hold Action, please like, subscribe, and you know, comment and everything, all that good stuff. We have a whole bunch of stuff here, including a Call to the Families, as well as Chill to Action, as well as AAA, um, which we don't even know. It's really subtitles ish we're gonna dive into how to beat certain competitors um Ooh, uh, that's a controversial after show which is always Ooh. interesting um but yeah on on chill we actually have several big people coming up here pretty soon we have janine the machine herself coming up oh, on as well as lon harris what? here and uh ethan Irwin coming up in a few weeks as well so definitely huge competitors coming out to chill to action coming up every single monday Lon Harris is he's he's hysterical. Him and Mark Hoyk, that that match were both so funny. Uh, he's really stepped it up even more so, even with the professor angle. He's he's. Delinquent. I didn't even I didn't even get it until I thought about it. I was like, oh, professor, and now he's like the kid in the back of the class, and he's so good. So good. I I'm not gonna lie. I, he was like was such an amazing like player not not sorry not not the player that's not the word character being yeah. part of the professor i was so disappointed that you know because he's so great individually but because he didn't the matches didn't really work out in his favor unfortunately i was really hoping hoping it would like kind of move say. more stories surrounding his character was going to come out but it didn't happen and i was like oh well, it seems like something's but, happening i mean like yeah, but uh, I mean, with the, the delinquent obviously i'm just waiting no. for the a podcast to come out with the delinquent character being a thing. Well, I will say that, like, uh, I specifically last season didn't watch anything that the Wildberries had done, that that anyone that had, that Lon had done. I was trying to, like, stay away from anyone else who had done characters because I didn't want to get, like, you know, like, you know, get it in my head or end up, like, biting someone else's shtick. But so I just recently started watching Lon, and, like, his character work is really impressive. Very impressive. And so was Ho- Hoix, I feel like, was underrated this this episode. Both his oh, gameplay... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Deserves a lot more love than he's been given. Not kidding. He is fantastic. Can't wait to see more of him. Um, But Harloff, obviously you need no introduction or like mentioning where we can find you, but I'm going to plug, ask you to plug away anyway. Sure. I mean, I think, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to put together something within our geekdom. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do with this tournament. It's, it's, becoming a struggle so far in general with just scheduling matches and doing things during all this time, like everybody else is having struggles. So we're just trying to figure it out. Um, and then once we do that, uh, we'll let everybody know and update everybody. Always appreciate the, the action army's support and everything, uh, that you guys have done and, and continuing to make this community thrive. I, I, I really thank you. And for the most part, um, people who come out and, and make the, uh, make the experience a lot of fun. So, um, so thank you. Thank you for that. And we'll keep doing some more stuff. And I want to plug one person who isn't here, but like here in spirit, which is nerd chronic, uh, Eric Rodriguez. He's got a new Patreon, uh, where we, where, 
uh, nerd commentaries, or sorry, chronic commentaries, huh, uh, where he's doing, but we do movie commentaries, but also he's going to be doing commentaries about um, how he edits uh, some of the Schmodown promos and stuff. So everyone really? should go check that out over on his YouTube page and Patreon. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well, I mean, that's everything here, guys. Oh, I forgot to mention, we also have a two-year anniversary recording thing, watch along, whatever it's going to be tomorrow. We're going to play games. We're going to try new White Claws. We're going to, it's going to be our two-year anniversary, but also it's a little celebration that we just got over a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So. Whoa, yay. I want to get there. And going around. It's going to be okay. starting tomorrow at 9 Central. Um so definitely yeah. hang out with us then tomorrow evening. But yes, thank you guys so much. Definitely check out uh, the Shmodan Patreon. Definitely check out the Action Industries Patreon. These are such amazing creators, people all around. So definitely check them out and do everything you can. But thank you again. This is a community we love being a part of, and we cannot wait to be even more a part of it in the future. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you Thanks, again, guys. Afida Z. Or Ven. guys in an hour. Au revoir. Ciao. Bye. Bonsoir. Hola. Mm -hmm.